Well, hey there, and thanks for tuning in to our very first episode. My name is Ashayla Webster, and if you caught episode zero, you would have heard that I come from a Navy family. Now, when you live in WA and you're in the Navy, it really only means one thing. You probably live in Rockingham. So today I'm heading down to my old stomping grounds to speak with the Hale family. Now, the Hale family have five generations. That's it. Five generations of serving military. So let's hear their amazing story. Sit back, guys. It's time to prep your standard NATO. Thanks so much for agreeing to to do this, guys. It means a lot. You will actually be episode number one. Hitting off, starting the bat somewhere nice. <laughs> um, so if you'd like to just introduce yourself um, real quick. I'm Michelle Hale. I'm 43 years old. Live in Port Kennedy. Did seven years of Navy time. I was the second last um, apprentice intake through HMAS Narimba. Did an electronic technician apprenticeship. And um, yeah, got out seven years later. Uh, stayed in the area. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nice area. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Hale. Uh, I uh, did 20 years and three days in the Army. Most of the first six years overseas. I was in infantry for a bit over six years, then transferred to Ramey and did a adult trade course, and that was the rest of my life. And after I finished with the Army as a tradesman, I carried that on in a lot of civilian jobs that I did. You guys have a really long family history yes. of military service, don't you? Five generations. Five generations, that's pretty insane. And they're all, they're not all, obviously, you know, you've got Navy and you've got Army. What other? All three. All three. Yeah. All so three. <laughs> the oldest one in the group is my grandfather on my mother's side. He virtually ran away from home at 17 or something around there, mm. uh, joined the British Army in India, became a sergeant in India. Left there, must have been uh, 1912, I think, long enough to uh, work as a, um, uh, what do you call it? Oh, what's, what's, the, what's that place where Bill goes every year? Not the surf club, but the radio. No, down, the, down near, north of Pinjarra. Um, oh, um, Fairbridge. Fairbridge. Yeah. Well, he, he became a, a house father or something like that hmm. and his, his soon to be wife she was a house mother there and they got married there and then uh, 1914 happened hmm. and he, uh, he joined the imperial he, he, yeah he, he, he got uh, wounded before he even got ashore at Gallipoli hmm. he got shot in the leg shot in the leg um, or the hip or getting, getting, yeah, yeah. getting off the boat at Gallipoli a leg about that much, one leg about that much shorter so that, you know the big foot you know the extra yeah boot. Um, so there's some jokes about that yeah he, he became quite famous i don't know if you heard of or well, first he was the president of the swanbourne netherlands road uh, board mm. then he was he was a very very driven sort of person he um he started the swanbourne surf club oh wow along with some other people but they were the they were the force yeah, behind yeah. it uh, then Alan Park in Swanbourne mm. is his server. He's, he's John Allen, yep, or Jack Allen. He lived just up the street from the from the park. Michelle was saying that uh, she had a 
a story because my mother lived brought up was brought up in the Swanmore area as well, and there's a some information that's gone missing. You know, <laughs> or yeah, there is a where Nan had been interviewed. Mm. Interviewed, um, and we're trying to find mm. that information because mm. it would have mm. gone into a lot of those mm. details. Yeah, and Nan's obviously since passed. Mm. Um, but yeah, no one can seem to find. Only, <laughs> only one. Her youngest sister mm-hmm. is, the, and she's getting on now. But yeah, she's, she's the only one left in the family, and you know, there's others like uh, sons, daughters, nephews, lots of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's, there's not not a lot of info now about him. He, he when he enlisted in Fremantle, he went straight in, as a sergeant in mm. an infantry unit over there. So uh, he's, uh, but his military life in Australia was quite, you know, cut short. So mm. yeah. Yeah. He came back, got married, yeah. fathered some babies, and they joined yeah, as well. So, um, <laughs> um, his, his daughter? Uh, no, I think he. I think he was he, he was married before, before he went to the mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So he was married in that period between 1912 and 1914. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There might be something about when that what when, what day that actually happened, but anyway. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. But then, yeah, one of his his children. Um, Beatrice Mary. That's yeah, my mum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she joined the um, the Air Force yeah. um, in time for World War Two. Mm. Um, we're, we're we're trying to trying to find out exactly. Um, we believe she did training in South Australia. Yeah. Um, she was based at Cunderdon. Yeah, because they, uh, a lot of the ladies then who joined the Air Force and some other forces, they became uh, aircraft mechanics. Hmm. That's pretty revolutionary. <laughs> well, that would have been a train. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an aircraft. It was in action at those in those days in, in the Second World War. And uh, looking at some paper here, it looks like she was in it for quite a while. Oh, a lot she? longer than him. A lot longer oh, than Dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Well, because then Dad's dad, mm. he was in the Navy. Mm. So Second World War, yeah. he was um, a gunner on corvettes. Well, oh, so okay, he was on a big range of uh, ships, I think. He was even in... Uh, um, was he on Vendetta or something, I think? I don't know, but I think he was, he was in, uh, he was in uh, Tokyo Bay when they had the signing. Yeah. So his ship was, you know, he was on a ship. It didn't go ashore or anything, but it was all, you know, the Americans and Australians and whoever else, you know, sort of there when they signed the thing. Yeah, yeah. So they, they would have met after? I think so, yeah. 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 She, when she got out of the Air Force, she became a nurse. So then obviously they got married, had some more babies, and then you guys joined up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I, I joined up as a regular, but uh, I, I'd been working for three, three years up in the bush and... Uh, I, don't, I don't know why, but I just decided one day that I was eight, I turned 18, so I was allowed to do, you know, join up myself without mm-hmm. any uh, yay or nay from parents, and I don't think my mum was very happy about that. <laughs> um, my father told me I should have joined the Navy. Oh, well, they all say that, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> after, after 20 years in the Army and working a lot with the Air Force and the Navy, mm-hmm. I think I was better off in the army, but would have been better, even better off in the air force because they look at, they really look after those people. Mm. Whenever we had joining, you know, things where where we were with the air force and that, they seemed to be a lot better 
organised and better. Uh, I'll give you an example. I spent some time in, in uh, Malaysia mm. and they used to send us up to uh, Butterworth, the, the, what was run by the RAF, the Air Force Base there, mm-hmm. and uh, we got fresh milk, fresh meat, Fresh vegetables, all flown in from Australia about every every second day, or sometimes might have been every day, on a herc out of Perth <laughs> to Cocos Island and to uh, Penang. Yeah. Whereas we were eating uh, ration packs. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, like, Open that tea. And when you ate in their when you ate in their mess room and mm. that, the food we were getting was much better and most people was you know would have said well i'm not going back to the <laughs> sign me up i'm changing forces <laughs> and, and, and also the, the the um well you might have heard in the news the navy even now mm. are still having a lot of trouble with people misbehaving themselves over the service <laughs> yeah at the do- as the daughter of two sailors i can attest that they get up to some nonsense two and a half years and occasionally as they come across the navy people they come ashore and then they go go out on the town and they always you know misbehave themselves you know yes. like really, <laughs> i don't know i thought you know well I, I don't think we were having the same problems with them as the navy because i think they it was dry dry ships i think were they back then I'm not sure. No. For, for as long as I've been in, they've been wet ships. Yeah, I think uh, it, it might have been uh, sometimes because I, I travelled on the HMAS Sydney when it was a troop ship going to Vietnam mm. and coming back. And um, I think it was like every now and then they'd give you one, one yes. can of beer and you know, that was it. <laughs> yeah. you know, some smarties, they'd, they'd, uh, they'd stock them up. Get, stock them up or, or they, you know, someone who didn't want to drink beer, yeah. you know, they'd end up with their cans. Give you a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it at least decent beer or did they give you like Foster's or something? Uh. <laughs> well, it would, would have been all Australian type beers, you know, but not, you know, not, nothing flash, you know, it was no... Or um, no back then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> None of that Matzo's craft yeah, or anything, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we get to the next generation and you joined up as well. So yeah, just after you, you did your 20 mm. and then I, I joined up <laughs> and shoved mm. off over to Sydney um, mm. as a 16-year-old. <laughs> mm. So I was probably the youngest, I think, to, out of all of them to join. Yeah. Yeah, went over, did two years at Narimba. Based at Cuttable for um, a bit longer, fell pregnant, got posted back over to Stirling here. Mm. Yeah, and I was here for a few more years, based out of the Comsen. And then, yeah, I ended up getting out. Haven't worked in my trade at all. (laughs) (laughs) getting out. (laughs) Done my admin and that, and now I'm a dog groomer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then, so my second born child, she then joined. A couple of months ago now. Mm. So, yeah. As a gap year thing. Mm. Yeah, she, yeah, she's doing yeah. a gap year so she can, if she enjoys Think it, about it yeah. she yeah. can continue on. Mm. But no, so far she's, 
Yeah. Didn't like the first four weeks. Oh, well. <laughs> Basic training, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I saw some statements you made about, you know, oh, they're being too bossy or something like didn't that. Like, she, she didn't like being told what to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Well, it's a probably a good thing she didn't join the army then. Oh, she originally wanted to join the army. Oh, army's a, a lot tougher. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right answer. You could handle the army. Um, that depends on the core. Yeah. Well, she did get accepted into the army as well. She got accepted into infantry. And I said, there's no way. They still don't put girls on the front line, though. No, but they did have her down as riflemen, so I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sit in the back and pop them off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she's, I think she, for her, I think she's better in the Navy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So what motivated you guys to join the military? Was it like a family thing or was it just... No, it was just a... I don't know. I, I was working up, up the bush for nearly three years from mm. the time I was turning 15 to turning 18. And I, um, I was trying to learn wall classing and shearing teams, you know, travelling around up central north part of Australia mm-hmm. and um, I don't know why you know just because I, I was on good pay you know only as a board boy you know where you know we pick up the fleeces and throw it out on the table and that stuff and then mm-hmm. you advance a bit you know learn a bit about the wool, wool and all that stuff but it just seemed like going nowhere to me so I um, I don't know must have a um, must have had a crazy session or something. <laughs> <laughs> Went and signed up, and there it was. One yeah. of those momentary lapses of judgments. <laughs> I, I wanted to join either army or engineers, mm-hmm. and at that time was like full on national service. And they said, "Oh yeah, 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 the, the, yeah." The recruiters, what they do, they And and then I ended up in in um, in an infantry platoon. Uh, where I was the reg because nearly everyone else including uh, some of our corporals our platoon commander mm-hmm. were all national servicemen oh. so you know I was in Malaysia and uh, yeah the, 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 I was the reg in their platoon he was a reg you know just about everyone else were not so, yeah, yeah, so uh, I just, you know, because those people, they only did two years and then, then they chuffed off back home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, they didn't do two years overseas. Most of them were only you're just over a year or something because you have training and all mm-hmm. these different things. And then, you know, you're only in for two years of mm-hmm. the show. Then you, then you came, um, then you went off to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the regs who were signed up for six years, which I was one, uh, we went to Malaysia instead of straight to Vietnam. Mm. The three-year people who signed up, they went straight to Vietnam, infantry people. You know? Okay. But they put us in infantry, uh, and na- a lot of the national servicemen, they're very highly qualified, you know, people with degrees and things like that, or partway through a degree and things mm. like that, but called up for national service. And what they did, they I think they lifted the... Uh, Knowledge standard or the IQ, even you know, <laughs> of, the, of the whole infantry, uh-huh. uh, because all these people with very high qualifications, you know, uh, who, who were just working as uh, 
uh, infantry soldiers, you know, privates. I was a private for six years until I joined Ramey, then uh, used to cop a lot of rubbish off, off the, the apprentice tradespeople mm -hmm. because they did four years or some of them five years and uh, and then then they a lot of them go up the steps you know and then uh, so I was went infantry and because I was older and I had uh, decorations and stuff like that and uh, the uh, commander uh, the bloke in charge of the of the unit where I was he said oh you don't need to do this you don't need to do that you know, <laughs> six years in infantry I wasn't the only one there were other people who transferred to infantry as well mm. and uh I transferred to Ramey as well, I mean, and uh, the, the, you know, the, if you did, if you were any good at anything, you'd, you'd jump up the steps, you know, and I ended up as a staff sergeant, mm. qualified to be a warrant officer, but I was never going to get there because, this, you know, the, param, the pyramid, you need to wait for someone to drop off. Got you in my sides, buddy. Sergeants and some staff sergeant people like that. They're all hoping that there's a, a major bus accident full of warrant officers or something like that. Well, you know, it's Let's wipe the blood off his lap. There you go. But that, you know, that's any business, I suppose. You know, people, you know, with a, that pyramid shape, mm. you know, they end up, you know, getting popped somewhere, mm. you know? Yeah, it's true. So, and probably worse with women too, you know, that for them, you know, because all well, that thing for many years, you know, that a woman was only allowed to get to a certain mm -hmm. level, you know. Yeah. Mm. Well, I know even mm. with the Navy in that, um, is that you weren't allowed to be, or not long before I joined, is that you weren't allowed to be married, and then if you mm. if you got married and then fell pregnant, you'd like... Yeah, kick out. Door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that was mm. not that long ago that no. it sort of changed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to, to remind yeah. people sometimes, like, I know my mum, she was one of the first to train with the men. Yeah. You know, before that, they were separate services. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's come along. There's a thing coming up, an email about uh, a big RAND get-together. Oh, yeah. yeah you know about this? Yeah, um, EWA. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a couple of years away, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the 2020. Oh, the 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I am a RAND. Yeah, talking about organised ladies, they were like, we want to get this start yeah, promoting well, they, they this now. Had the 2018 one over East, yeah. and mm. they went, okay. I think they were organised in the 2020 before the 2018. Yeah, they're very organised. They <laughs> yeah. came, they came last year to to yeah. London. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we had, um, I think, just after I had Connor, we had one over at Stirling. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, we did a good get together. Mm. But no. Yeah. I think I, I joined because um, I wasn't doing very well at school. <laughs> and Dad said, get a trade. <laughs> You're like, all right then. <laughs> but I, um, I don't know, ever since I was little, I don't know if it was, um, you know, the movies, you know, Officer and Gentleman and all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. all, the, all the guys in uniform and all that, you think, oh, and because Granddad was in the Navy, he was like, mm. go and see the world, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's join the Navy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think that's, that's what sort of got me into into joining up mm -hmm. um and i was just lucky that i i did well for the selection process and especially being a female because i didn't allow many many females in yep. to get a trade so yeah no i um, managed to get in there and 
Well, I understand my dad was very pushy with you too about getting into the Navy rather than anything else. Well, he, he would be like that. Like, when I said, oh, yeah, I'd like to join the Navy. Yeah, Navy. And then the man's in the other ear, Air Force. Marcus, <laughs> okay, so, so there was some family precious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I mean, when I was younger, because um, when Dad used to do his training and all that, I used to ride my push bike while he'd run around with his pack and, and that on. And I used to think, oh, yeah, you know, could join the army. Yeah, that, that'd probably be all right. Mm. And school holidays, I used to go onto the base with Dad and that. Mm. And um, I remember I wanted to be a, an army an army typist because I like the girls, you know, sitting there on the typewriter and all that. <laughs> but then green wasn't my colour. <laughs> so because back then the office girls wore like that minty green dress. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was mm. that was before uh, they amalgamated the women and the, yeah, when they were still the separate services. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I, I thought, no, I can't do that colour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rack. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think they've still got one of these uniforms on display at the Army oh, Museum that? in Frio. Yeah, yeah. 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 The so, green. <laughs> I just, no, no, I can't do green. <laughs> Blues. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. What about, you know, floats your boat there. So how do you, like, how would you describe growing up and living in a military family? You know, do you think it's much different to anyone else? Or I, I think it can be. Cause Sometimes, you know, they used to post people regularly, mm. you know. Mm. I, I don't know why they did, they did that, but uh, I went from, um, well, especially when, so when I left infantry, after I left 8 row, as soon as we came back from Vietnam, I went straight to 6 row in mm. Downsville and we went from there to, uh, over to um, Malaysia, uh, Singapore. And um, you were with the unit, you know, so you weren't moving around all the time, you know, you were just, you know, you were moving with the unit. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I went to Ramey, um, I did about a year of training at, at Bandiana in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, then I spent some time there uh, in 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 a workshop near Bandiana, and then uh, and then it seemed to be like after that was like two years new posting, two years new posting. Sometimes on promotion, you know. Other times, I don't know why they're doing it. You, know. you just felt like moving people around. <laughs> well, they seemed to, and they would never post me back to Western Australia. Mm. It was like. Mm. Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland. Back to Victoria. Back to Victoria. <laughs> right, yeah. And going to Victoria the last time so, so, uh, sealed it for me. I said, oh, mm, I don't it. want to be in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, well, no, he, fair he, enough. Left, he left mum and I up in Queensland because yeah, they house own their own house. Mm. And he goes, I'm not having you guys live in Broadmeadows. Mm. <laughs> so he said, that, no, that's you guys stay up and then took his discharge to Perth. Mm. Well, the, on. once once I was within six months of uh, the twenty years, mm-hmm. I uh, I just filled out the paperwork, and uh, the the lieutenant colonel who was in charge of us uh, of the workshop where I was, he was good mates with the major who ran the one in Perth, and he said, "I don't know what you're doing here." Went home, sold the sold the house, and packed our stuff, and drove back to um, drove back to Perth. And I was uh, probably about six months Mm -hmm. at the uh, what they call it Perth Workshop Company, I think it was, and um, and then I was in charge of the engineering part of the the workshop. They said, "Oh, infantry bloke, oh." 
because you know in the army every year at least but sometimes more often maybe six months or something like that every soldier mm-hmm. don't matter who you are have to do infantry training mm. you know so you're, you're a soldier first you could be a doctor a dentist a, you know a, a truck driver anyone you have to do a certain amount of infantry training fair enough <laughs> and, yeah so they had me running an exercise up at um up the bloody hills here People getting covered in ticks and bloody... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that, and that up in the hills, the SAS have got a bloody... Um, yeah, that spot yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah I've been out there a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yeah, so I was glad to get out. No, sometimes, I think 1977, I'd been... Uh, we drove over to Perth, and uh, the uh, just for Christmas, you know, Christmas leave, mm. and... Uh, went up north to where uh, my brothers-in-law are all working on the iron ore and, and they're making money hand over fish, <laughs> you know, and really about uh, Parabadoo and Tom Price li- living in that area and one another one living in Goldsworthy and stuff like that and uh, I couldn't believe how much money they were getting and I was seriously thinking about getting out right there and then, you know, because <laughs> I could have gone a job there easily, you know? mm-hmm. but I didn't, I was just like, oh, Another, another bit of um, six years or twelve years or something. Kind of but anyway, um, oh, I might as well stay. But anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry I did. <laughs> yeah. um. But it, being in Ramey, a lot of the time is more like just a normal job. It's not so, you know, army. But you're there to fix things, mm-hmm. make things, keep things running. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Uh, and. Even though you might be out the bush and stuff like that, it wasn't so regimented like the infant, like infantry and some of the other corps, you know. Mm. But every now and then they wrap, they always run this bloody thing where you, um, yeah, you have to do a certain amount of infantry training. Mm. Anyway, so and you know anyone like me who um, had done you know for quite a bit of time overseas and had some ribbons and that, they oh. You can do that. You can, you know, you can take you know, for all sorts of things, you know, like gymnasium stuff, uh, just running around the block with all your stuff on, you know. Yeah. Um, those sort of things. You know, they, they always pick people like me to do that, you know, um, because the people, like the Ramey people, most of them were, uh, they were fully straight into uh, trade, trade stuff, not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, I I worked with um, uh, a lieutenant one time, and he was so green I couldn't believe it. Like how mm-hmm. he, you know, the stuff he didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. about a lot of things. So they're always coming and picking your brains, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> not following yeah, you at all, I'm, buddy. I'm not, I'm not getting paid to make these decisions. That's your job. <laughs> anyway, we we spent a fair bit of time in Shoalwater Bay. When I, was in, when I was with an I was in Ramey, but I was with an army engineer unit. Mm-hmm. They're making all the roads and airfields and the bunkers and all that stuff for the big exercises. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were you know, looking after their plant equipment, you know, keeping you know, keep this going and that going. Anyway, we got sent to the one of the big airstrip that had been made, and saw all these tents, you know, like those. Uh, uh, what are they called? Ten by ten or twelve by twelve tents, mm-hmm. 
nice neat row, all of us down the side of one of one of the airstrip. And I'm, what the hell? What's this? Put, put the nose on the edge of the airstrip. They're the married hank, they're the married quarters, <laughs> the married, in the, the, the rack, they had a lot of men and women mm-hmm. married, mm-hmm. and they go on the exercise as well. So the married couples were in those. I thought where they where they had them where they had them living wasn't By the, the most right on the side because of Hercules and it was all a dirt airstrip. So they couldn't get You couldn't hear anything. Fighter planes and everything coming in and landing on and going and taking off. You know, all the way over the day and night. It was planned by the men so they didn't have to listen to their wives. Probably. What did you say? <laughs> Extra strong pe- tent pegs in that one, thank you. Oh, it was far enough to not go down, but it would have been so noisy. You know, oh, my God. Hercules, you know, landing, you know. And you wouldn't want to miss in the and, air. And, 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 you know, there would have been Singapore Army, Malaysian Army, uh, a lot of Americans. Mm. So, all, you know, so there's a lot of stuff going on in that one little area, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Very intense. Oh, that's gold. I've never heard that one. <laughs> oh, jeez. What are the big issues that military families face? Do you think? Well, the being posted regularly mm. uh, for many years, the accommodation that they gave you, especially Aubrey and Don. Remember that house we stayed in? Oh, I was only little. Uh, I left there when we were Swan Street, wasn't it? Swan Street. I think that's the street I was born in. Somewhere. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was bloody terrible, you know. The back was this bare floor, mm. a house on stumps, and in winter, the bloody cold used to come up through the bloody floor. No matter how good a heater you had in there, you couldn't fight it, you know. And yeah. Bloody, oh, and Aubrey Wadonga, very, very cold. You know, you, you, from, from the parade ground, uh, where the uh, the unit were at Bandiana, if you look south, you could see Hotham and places. You know, you're looking across, you know, sort of like the playground slope like that, and the highest part of the slope, you could you know, on a clear day, you could see Hotham and Mount Buffalo and stuff like that. You know, mm. like the, you know, so you were pretty close to the coal. So at least you got a view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Only my camera wasn't good enough to take a photo. I think the big thing is, like with the moving and all that, especially children changing schools mm. and all that, and mm. the whole new friends. And, mm. and, and like for me, I found it hard because being an only child as well, it was like not um, not having anyone travelling with me. Mm. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have that backup. No. Yeah. no. At least if I had siblings mm. or something, you know, you'd have each other to bounce off. But mm. So that was a big thing with my kids. Um, I said once I had kids and they started school, I would stay put in the one in the one spot. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it was very hard for kids as well to to be in a say a Victorian high school or a Victorian mm. school, mm. and then after two years or maybe even less than that. They go to New South Wales or oh, Queensland yes. school, yeah, and the, the yeah. completely different Correct. education yeah. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went from New South Wales. I had one week in Year One in New South Wales, and went to Year Two in Queensland. Yeah. So yes. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, and then went from high school in Queensland, come over to WA, yeah. mm-hmm. and what I was studying in Queensland, I wasn't allowed to study over here because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I would have been too advanced from Queensland. Mm-hmm. So. 
because I was, I was studying French was one of the subjects, mm. and said, no, we can't let you mm. take it up over here because you'd be too advanced, mm. you'd be sitting there bored. Mm. And so I totally <laughs> missed that. So yeah, it kind of went backwards a little bit coming mm. back over here. But mm. yeah, it's, yeah, school and things are big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, some of the, might have been Anna Meeker or someone said that um, she was a school teacher, she's uh, my, one of my younger bro- younger brother's partner, I've been for years, but anyway. Uh, I think her and maybe some others said that uh, the system in Western Australia was actually better than a lot of the Eastern state ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember in what way it was supposed to be better, but I, but also some some place we were posted in the Eastern states, I think, someone, uh, someone told us that, that they thought, you know, from what they'd learned, mm. Uh, from what they've learned, that West Australia had a quite a good system compared to some of the others over there. Mm. <laughs> um, probably having a, a a very good idea, not not the information given out by the recruiters, but mm. having a good idea of what where you're headed in your in your job in the Army, Navy, or Air Force. You know, like um, you hear too often about people who join thinking it's all this or that, you know, it's, and, and it's not, you know. Mm. Um, I, uh, or a, a fellow I know, he, he's a major, or he, he was, he's out now, but he was a major in the Army Infantry, and uh, a few years ago we were on a bike ride, he was, he was, a, uh, he was here, here in Western Australia, and he went on a bike ride with us, and we're talking about uh, how infantry, people go now compared to what I had, uh, I had. Mm-hmm. and there are other people on the ride who are in my vintage as well um, in that now a lot of people don't stay there you know don't get you know, don't stick with it you mm-hmm. know uh, I did 20 years and I only for that uh, one where I said about you know, went up to the iron ore area and you know was very jealous of what they were doing and what what they were getting and all yep. that sort of stuff. But I just stuck with it anyway. And from what I understand, most of the people who you know decided to stay in there for the twenty years because that's you know you got a certain level of your yep. pension pension before mm. when you left. You know, but you had to do twenty years to do that. But a lot of people now they don't have that thing, so they can pull the pin at any time. Mm. You know? And I believe there's quite a bit of that goes on. It's quite different to what you know to what I what I was in. And I don't recall too many people in recruit training, in core training, uh, and then anything else we did. I don't, don't recall too many people suddenly deciding they didn't want to be there. You know, most of the people, even the national servicemen who there for uh, in in where in the jobs I was doing, any like infantry, most of the people. Who, well, just about everyone. I mean, I can't. I can't think of people mm. who were working with me who decided that was it. They didn't want to be. Out, they didn't want to be there to get out. And and I seem to hear that quite a lot now. That people do pull the pin very mm-hmm. very easily. You know, it's like they give up too easily. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So they don't try there's no, push themselves. There's no. I don't know if they're not indoctrinated properly or something. You know, mm-hmm. and got into that sort of thing. We we had a, you know our training, especially in infantry training, was very tough. You know, but I don't recall people saying, 
Look at them being well, people crying about it or something like that. I, I think of a lot of it's the way that kids are being brought up Maybe, these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, kids don't enjoy something. Oh, it's all right, you don't have to yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always brought my kids up that, especially, um, like, I've got four kids, so my three oldest um, all play hockey. Um, and we've been part of the same hockey club for 13 years. Yeah. But I've always said to my kids, um, each season, okay, you start this season off, you will finish the season. Yep. You don't let your team down. Mm. Like, it's not just you. Mm. It's a whole whole group of you. Mm. And so I've done that. And each each year, like, my girls are like, oh, I don't know if I'll do it next season or whatever. They get to the end of the season. No, I'm doing it next season. Mm. So um, I think a big thing is how they've been brought up. Mm. Whereas if, you know, they turn around, I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, okay, mm. what, what else would you like to do? Mm. It's yeah. like, no, yeah. you've signed up for it. That's it, you're doing yeah. it. Yep. So I think that's a big thing is how, you know, that sounds a lot like my childhood that was you know if you follow it through and you look after your mates and that kind of thing but Mm. then again maybe that's the military mindset and that's the military growing up and maybe it's different i I said to my daughter who like we go over for her um pass out in a few weeks Mm. um i said to her you go over i said you're not welcome to come home (laughs) (laughs) i said you go over you do your time Mm -hmm. and because there's been a couple in her intake that oh no it's too hard Mm. you know and, and I've said to her, how are you going? She goes, oh, I've, I've been tempted, but, but no, I'm... And I said, good on you. I loved you. I said, you'll be proud of yourself at the end of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, there's... I think some people are just too soft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're not allowed to swear at them and things like that now. Really? <laughs> I don't know. You know but, well, from what I've heard, you know, because like, uh, I, I can recall, you know, people saying some terrible things. Oh, like, yeah. You know, and, <laughs> And that one fella, uh, a sergeant, uh, I were on a gun picket out in the bush at night, and uh, he was mostly walking around, and he had a fully loaded M60 machine gun, <laughs> and uh, he, he, I was, I was, was laying there, like, he to see me, and he can't, and he straddled me, and he. He's standing over me, and he's firing the M60 into the into the ground just in front of me like that. That woke you up. You just tell you. You remember the rest of your life. That sort of stuff in him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's sure there's some OHness about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard a lot of things, you know, like some of the training you've done, you know, where where you had to work, you know, 24 hours a day, and then. Uh, this was, uh, there was a, a training exercise we had to, for for some uh, thing we were doing, and uh, they uh, send you off doing this bloody stuff, and then partway through they say, "Oh, you can go, you can go to bed now," you know, and they purposely send you to bed for about half an hour and yeah. an hour, and they doing that, they doing yeah. that regularly, you know. Yeah, the, the, pretty the sure whole, that's a torture technique. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand now why that before we were allowed to start doing all this training, mm. they had us sit down uh, individually in front of, uh, I think there was five site officers mm-hmm. or officers or civilians, and they fire all these questions at you. Mm. And, and what they were doing was they try to talk you out of doing what you want to, what you want to do mm. and one bloke I know out of the whole group that were in like there was, there was I think it was about six or seven of us in the group one fella 
he got in there and he was a good soldier and everything. He was a, a trade, this one was a tradesman already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and um, he, um, he went into the interview and they kept firing these questions at him. He, you don't really want to be doing this and that. He said, look, stick it up your ass, I'm out of here, and all of that. And he, <laughs> he, he, bang, he was gone all that, you know. And he was the only one who did it. But I was quite surprised that he did it because he was a very, he was like a good soldier. Hmm. He was from Norseman, you know, and his family worked in the mines and all that sort of stuff. He was fit. He was, you know, he was a good sportsman and all that stuff. We just, 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 got, like just sat down yeah. and, you know, they were trying to break him down, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, and it worked. But he, but, mm-hmm. We had a few things, those sort of things, you know, they try to break you, you know. Yeah. Um, I just muddle through somehow. And <laughs> <laughs> Got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. We've been fairly lucky in that we haven't had the deaths in, you know, mm. like, uh, you know, I've been, you know, especially in the infantry, you know, we're, we're in Vietnam and that, and other soldiers died or got seriously injured and things like that. And I was sort of on the edge of it, but I didn't, you know, I, I, I saw what was going on and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but I didn't, um, I didn't, ha- didn't lose in, in myself. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, no one in their family has. There's only my grandfather mm-hmm. who got injured in, uh, my father didn't, mm-hmm. my grandfather did, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Gallipoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, don't think any, we've, we've had... Very much that way. We were either extremely lucky yeah. or, or we've, we've kept our heads down. <laughs> well, know, except, you know, a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, that way we've probably been very lucky, you know. Because mm. I know people now, you know, have got all these problems about this and that, you know. Um, yeah, health issues from yeah. different things. And yeah, yeah. PTSD. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he has PTSD, but... Yeah. Yeah. but but I, I didn't even I didn't even apply for that. I, 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 I got you sent. Got old. <laughs> I, I, I you got, have issues, mate. Just tell you. I got sent to a, a thing up in Perth mm. and uh, went in to talk to this buddy psych, and they kept me waiting for bloody ages. So I, I you know, I, I'm paying parking out there, mm. you know, and. Uh, you know, you held me up. But there was a set time when I was going to have this meeting, and it was like an hour or something later. You know, I said, "Why do you go and feed the bloody parking meter a couple hundred meters away before I do?" You know, mm. and and I, I I went off at him. You know, <laughs> and straight, he went straight away. Who do you? most people would be pissed off if they're waiting for an hour. We're both having PTSD. If that's the case, I got a feeling it was all staged. Yeah, purposely did it just to see how you react. Yeah, purposely see how you react. Yeah, but you didn't say that. But the next thing, I. Well, I was out of the army already by then, mm-hmm. but uh, I was working uh, on the big cranes and that down the wharf and mm-hmm. the uh, pilot boats and the other tugs and things. And uh, anyway, um, a couple of times there was uh, some bloody, you know, bullshit going on. And I, bloody, I, I, you know, cracked down on, you know, some junior person about mm-hmm. what they'd done or whatever. And then uh, I went to a... Um, 
I'm getting too, I'm getting mixed up now. No, right, that's right. Um, it was before I went to the war. Uh, the what was it? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Jill, I'm all confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, went, you went from the army to Florida. No, that, oh, no, you, no when the, uh, I I got I got sent to an interview with some bloke. Apparently, it was the top civilian mm. at Lewin Barracks. Mm. And uh, anyway, um, he. He he really sent me off. He was the one who sent me off to the buddy side, mm. and uh, uh, he was great. He did all this buddy paperwork for me, <laughs> and I, I I was not. I was you know no way was I thinking about PTSD or any of those things. You know? mm. But he had me all he had all, all paperwork done for me that, and <laughs> was it fifteenth of fifteenth uh, of December some years ago. Next thing is bloody thing saying you've been donated, donated, diagnosed with PTSD and bloody hearing and some sight and a few other things and but there it was bloody a whole you know for the rest of my life PTSD mm-hmm. you know it wasn't yeah it wasn't like one of those when some of them they give gold cards out and it's mm. only temporary or something mm. but mine was the full yeah. thing yeah. yeah good for for all and I thought. We were pulling the top yeah, yeah, the torpedo exercise torpedo yeah, yeah. gone out. Mm. We're pulling them apart and reconditioning them. Sometimes we're making explosive one and other ones so I think every fourth one is made into explosive one. Or mm. one that's done four four trips in the ocean, then it becomes a a, a, li- a live uh, fire uh, ammunition one mm-hmm. and the others have got just full of electronics and that anyway uh, yes yeah, right that's where it was mm-hmm. yeah so I was that was your last job yeah my last job that's right yeah so uh, I was only there three years I, I when I finished my job up in the mining area um, I uh, I thought oh I, I'd had enough of working up the buddy mine because I've like, been in prison you know <laughs> 12 days 14 days a week nice money right? but the rest of it yeah. 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 <laughs> so Anyway, I got I just applied for a job and and got that job on the on the island, mm. uh, uh, doing that stuff. And then, um, really, uh, <laughs> I sorry, chucked a wobbly in the in the in the fuel room because yeah, I, I a couple of us were allocated to working in the fuel room all the time. That and I don't know if you had auto fuel. Yeah. Well, that yeah, it's quite dangerous. And you mm. have to you know, gloves and mm. masks and all, all that stuff. stuff. Yeah, and we like that all the time, you know. And uh, some yellow come into the buddy room and started carrying on, and I, I take him <laughs> those barrels and buddy, you know, told him to get out, you know, get out of here. But he he wasn't even you know, dressed up for the, mm. the mm. thing. And and, uh, and um, next thing, that's right. Yeah, next thing I got sent off to. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got retired. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to anyway, yeah. and I was going to stay there. I I thought I'd join. I thought I'd uh, get a job there, and because they had all the they had all the new torpedoes, the ones the Ameri- the top of the Americans mm. um, list of you know ones that you know because we, we were always on the very low yes. thing you know, with, the, <laughs> with the different marks of the mm. torpedo, yeah. and then. Uh, about a year, year and a half before I pulled the pin, uh, the Americans were coming in and they were introducing the new torpedo, the latest one. Mm. Even the one that they were even giving us ones 
that they had only just got. You know, they weren't they weren't new with them. Uh, they were all new with them as well. And they, mm. they were, a lot of them uh, were in the facility with us and doing, you know going through all the different things. All the all the the whole system. You know, it's all out of a book. You have to read out of what you tick 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 tick. <laughs> and, you know, and and they have these. Um, things where the experts come around and they see what you're doing and they can kick you out at the drop of a hat, you know, mm. if, if they don't like what you, you know, yeah. you've done something. Sure. Anyway, so, I, oh, yeah, yeah, do, doing that and I thought, oh, no. after, you, after you've done these things a dozen times, it's not new anymore. Yeah. You're not learning anything new, you know, and I thought, oh, I don't be doing this, you know. <laughs> also, the pay we're getting, it was, like, it was only got, uh, so seven and a half, eight hour days, mm. but it was really piss poor pay, you know, I was getting you know, quite a lot more when I was working up in the mining area, mm. and uh, I thought, oh, that, I don't really need this. But the other thing too, they wanted us to do overtime, and then they say, well, uh, come in on the Saturday and even the Sunday, you know, when they had, say, a few torpedoes had been fired off and mm. we had to pull them down within a certain time, because of corrosion and all that, they've got to get it all anyway. Um, so you come in on a Saturday and say, "Oh, you're going to be here all day, and maybe even tomorrow." And then partway through the day, some something changed, and so, "Oh, we don't need you anymore." Right? <laughs> and so, what? Well, the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah the whole yeah, weekend's gone. Right? So, and next you know, after that, you know, I think about a year into my job there, I I, I didn't put up with that anymore. I just said, um, I'll, "I'll I'll come in." Uh, on the working days, but you, you know you, you can look out, you can find out what to do with the buddy uh, overtime. If you're not <laughs> interested, I know, so it's, the overtime is nothing anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, uh, didn't uh, stick to their rules. They weren't that happy about that either. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so rebel without a cause. You're like screw this. So they were just trying to get rid of you. <laughs> Well, I was pretty sure it was me who pulled the pin, you know, but, uh, but that, they were probably hoping on would And so, Michelle, what have you done since leaving? Um, well, I went, uh, as soon as I left the Navy, I went and worked at the Commonwealth Bank as a bank teller. I actually took leave without. Um, leave that pay from the navy because I was trying to get out, mm-hmm. but they weren't they weren't allowing me to get out. So I started working at the bank, and then um, is it my discharge actually got knocked back? <laughs> and I got a signal going that you've got to show back up to work. So went back to the island and um, but stressed myself out that much. I gave myself tonsillitis. So yeah, in that time while I was off, my discharge finally come through. Um, went back to the bank. But um, I was only there for about four months. I got um, I was a victim of an arm told up. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's not a good move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, jeez. And then went to admin, did admin work for, for quite a while. Um, like bookkeeping and all that sort of stuff, payroll, um, accounts. And then nine years ago, mm. um, bought a dog grooming business. Mm. been doing that ever since then. Yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, completely different. And I'm yeah. raising four kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Do you have like a proudest moment from your service or something that you were really pleased that you did? Or Well, uh, 
part of that training I was saying before mm. about where they uh, you know, put us through a real hard time was to go to Antarctica. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> so I, I went down uh, from Melbourne on a small... Uh, uh, yeah, Nella Dan, a small ship mm. that the, that the uh, uh, scientific people used to borrow from uh, was Denmark. Anyway, I only went to Macquarie Island because uh, me and another fellow, we were married, and they, we went down on that one to Macquarie Island just for the summer mm-hmm. to unload stuff that had to go ashore there, uh, bring the old people who'd been there for a year or whatever back, back because uh, the, you know, the ships were out to sea mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. were going on these larks, I've seen larks, so 35 foot long aluminium boats with oh, wheels. Yeah. Yep. So again, in there, actually I've got photos of them in there that when we're at Macquarie Island. Mm. Anyway, um, so we, uh, me and this other fella, we were, we, when, when we went back to Melbourne, then they sent us off to the postings that we normally had. My, my posting then was in Brisbane. Mm. Uh, the other fellow, I'm not sure where he was. He wasn't in Brisbane; he was somewhere else. And uh, but the other, the other people, the ones who were single, they had them doing the mainland ones, you know, or the three other bases that they have on the mainland in, in Antarctica. So I, I missed out on that because I was married. So <laughs> that was an um, and then, yeah. So that that was. Uh, a really good experience. You know? mm. um, yeah, not many people can say they've been yeah, to Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was uh, probably one of the highlights of the thing. Well, actually, after all that bastardisation that we had, uh, and they sorted out who was going to be in the group, mm-hmm. then they sent us to um, uh, Thursday Island, to join one of the the you know the three lighthouse ships that used to travel around Australia fixing mm. up the lighthouses and that, and I can't remember the, uh, which one of them was, but we got put on that, and because on on that they had these larks which we, which the army had, they were borrowed off the army, mm. and uh, then we were doing more of that stuff for, for a few weeks around Thursday Island and stuff like that, and the, the, some of the islands in the Torres Strait, they had a lot of different jobs going on there and we were sort of were helping with that uh, and that that was because that that was part of the training to go to Antarctica I don't know where, how that was but it might have been just a jolly you know because we, cause we got through the training part hmm. then they said to that and it might have maybe just a filler gap between the end of the training part and then going off because you didn't travel to Macquarie Island or the the mainland on those sort of ships until October or November, mm-hmm. you know, and it was all over in February or even early March, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those sort of those sort of trips only happened in that period, mm. and that sort of fitted right in with what what we were doing and all that sort of stuff. So I was out of my job, my normal job in Brisbane, and then you know, um, and then came you know, when I came back, I went straight back to. To Brisbane, and, uh, mm. yeah. it was probably to work on your tan Thursday Island beforehand. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't look like death coming back from Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, they're talking about people getting a tan. When 
when they had the infantry units, that the most of the unit would go straight over to Vietnam from Brisbane or Sydney or whatever, mm. and it was on the the ex HMAs. Uh, Melbourne? Melbourne. No, not Melbourne. Melbourne. Sydney. Sydney. It, it was older than the Melbourne one, but it, but it was only being used to transport things mm. Mm. anyway, and and usually one complete infantry unit as well. And I was with ADAR, we went over there, and all the way over was you know firing at things off the back deck and all those, you know, bang, 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 all those, and training, running around the deck and all that sort of stuff. On the way back, it was like shirts off and, you know, <laughs> some, so, and, and actually I'm pretty sure that they purposely made it a slightly longer trip mm. to get back to Brisbane from, from yeah. <laughs> so, so people are ten and you come ashore in Brisbane and that that was uh, <laughs> and the other thing I you know if you heard about some of the places, especially Melbourne and Sydney, where uh, uh, battalions of units when they came ashore uh, and then they did the march through the town or whatever mm. and they got red paint thrown mm. over them and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Well, that never happened in Brisbane, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it happened to other units in Brisbane, but Queensland mm. seemed to have a complete... The people in Queensland seemed to have a lot different uh, outlook, outlook mm. on those sort of things. As suppose it had something to do with the fact that there were three infantry units in Brisbane or mm. in Queensland at that time and um, there were some big infantry, uh, big bases there yeah, yeah. and a lot of the places like Anogra and Anogra in yeah, Brisbane yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, like it's all it's full on army you know mm. and just about everything around it is the same you know like uh, and most of the people who live around there, they either know someone in the army, got a relation in the army, or whatever, you know. So, just mm. anywhere you went in a lot of those areas around Brisbane and even Townsville, even more so. Yeah, yeah Townsville's a big one. <laughs> you, you didn't get red paint thrown at you or anything like that. Yeah. When, when we were, I was based in, uh, with Six Row after I came back from Vietnam, short st- a short stay in Townsville, then we we're straight off to Singapore, and you go to a, a, a you know, place where there's a dance or whatever going on, and the some women were throwing themselves at people. You know, like you know, because they want to go, they want to get, oh, get married. You know, what married, get married or whatever, and go go over there for two and a half years in Singapore. You know, I, I don't know how. Many, oh, I, 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 do know, I do know one or two people who who were in that situation. They probably. Mm. They may probably not have been married now or whatever. <laughs> Just for holiday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I met my wife in Singapore. She was mm. born on Christmas Island mm. and uh, met her in Singapore in uh, 1971. And then 1974, uh, got her to come, come to Australia. She, oh, actually, she came over. Did you hear that one about someone saying about uh, when she came to Australia, you know, well, I on the ship yeah she was on, on yeah, a, she she was on a yeah. ship no she wasn't wasn't a cruise ship she's she's a bit of um, I don't know the, the writing stuff for the cook or the uh, yeah the stuff yeah, on the yeah ship. No, she was working that's right yeah. yeah and she came and she went she came and met some of my relations 
while she was here, mm-hmm. uh, in, in Fremantle. Yep. And uh, she, some people she knew from Christmas Island who were living in Perth then, she met them and all that. And I, I didn't even know she's a, was a, we, we, weren't, we weren't husband and wife or anything like that, you know. We just had an on and off relationship for about two and a half years, then, mm-hmm. then we got married, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so someone, oh, was it at, was it, uh, at mum's, uh, at, yeah, at, at uh, Michelle's yeah, funeral? Remember Peter, Peter, oh, yeah, 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 he, yeah. my brother, yeah. he, he said, because he, he was a, he's a younger brother, but. He, he did a lot of the talking mm-hmm. at the funeral. My mum passed away seven months ago. Anyway, so he, he, um, uh, he, he I, n- I never heard this story before, but he, he said that when he met mom, yeah. my, my wife, mm. uh, my future wife, yeah, mm. uh, it, it was like she was, she was checking people out, you know, who, who's this relation, who's that, you know? Yeah. So she knew, you know, she had a good understanding of who, you know, who was who was who and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, I, I, I never... Oh, because you probably weren't there. No, I was oh, in Singapore. Went. No, that's when mum come back to Frigo, you weren't... No, 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 but she, she came, no, she came here... Uh, while I was still in Singapore. That's what I'm saying. So you weren't here. No, so I wasn't. You weren't yeah, here yeah. to introduce yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know what she was up to. Yeah. Yeah. She's broken down. She was actually engaged to a pommy fella from Melbourne who was yeah. an electrician on Christmas Island. Anyway, she had the engagement ring and all that. And um, somehow, you know, after, after I'd known her for a while, she wasn't wearing it anymore, you know. But we didn't really form a relationship until quite later, I think, because a lot of the people I was in, in uh, six row with, they would get married. Mm-hmm. You know, so all the people that I used to knock around with in six row were suddenly married, you know, married and met in Singapore. And... Um, all came back to Australia to get married and then that sort of thing. And I wasn't, you know, and so I was like a speed. So anyway, um yeah somehow or other Rose and I hooked up, yeah. yeah, hooked up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'd known it for I've known it for a few years by then, but yeah. uh, not wasn't like a solid relationship with I just yeah. sort of you know thank you so much for agreeing to jump on the podcast and we will write something up and stick that in the listening post as well this podcast was edited published and produced by the rslwa head to www.rslwa.org.au for other content make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on instagram twitter and facebook